Hello, James here, and yes, you have dialed into the James cast. As unusual as it might be for me to have a few words with you before we start the podcast, it really is kind of important that, one, I thank so many of you for signing up to the James Cast website, www.thejamescast.com. Thank you very much, and, and keep doing so. Second of all, I thought we'd make this podcast a little bit different. And as you know, typically what I do on the James cast is I repost some of what we do on Podaholics. So on these podcasts, I thought, why not include some of the pre-roll? Give you a little sense of the conversation we have before we start. It's kind of fun or not, but you can you can just fast forward if you get bored. So that's what we're going to do this time around on the James cast. Yes, you're going to get all the great programming that we usually put together, but a little bit of the pre-roll. And also, I had a wonderful conversation with Marilyn Zakor. She is from Beirut. She's here in Dubai. She's doing some great things. But she has a message that she would like to share post Beirut explosion. And I think it's really important. So we've also included that here on the James cast. Look, enough of me talking. Let's get to it. Here's Marilyn and the James cast follows. Hi, my name is Marilyn. I'm the host of who run the world podcast and I'm Lebanese on August 4, 2020 at 6 7 PM. Beirut was rocked with an explosion that shattered the entire city. After Hiroshima and Nagasaki, this is the third biggest explosion in a city in recorded history. Countless lives were lost, hundreds of homes brought to the ground, and 300,000 people are displaced. We urge you not to normalize this in your minds. This is not normal in the Middle East. This is a human catastrophe that deserves global attention and support. Lebanon had already been battling with hyperinflation, more than 60% unemployment, and the coronavirus. People can't afford to buy a loaf of bread, let alone rebuild an entire city. If you can spare any amount, no matter how small, there are many ways to donate. Please go to lebanoncrisis.carrd.co slash hashtag donate. It'll link you to trusted NGOs like Impact Lebanon, the Lebanese Red Cross, Beit El Baraka, and so many others that are doing the real work on the ground. The link once more is l-e-b-a-n-o-n-c-r-i-s-i-s dot c-a-r-r-d dot co slash hashtag donate. Beirut needs you. Its people need your help. Please don't turn a blind eye. Even $5 can go a long way. For the last one, let's Authentic. See. Oh, yeah. We've got the good gear. Uh, too loud, too soft. Either I'm going deaf or Colin's had his ears done. It's t- too too soft? No, it's all right. It's, well, it's like well, good. That's Normally it. after Colin, it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, you're going deaf then. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the answer to that one. Yeah. I, think, I think we've milked Colin's show for all of his moving, although we probably have one more. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've kept caught up on the moving dilemmas he has. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we flooded the house last week. Did you I tell you about that? You flooded your house? Well, I didn't. <laughs> but I, it was the day after the holiday, Sunday. Yeah. No, Sunday was still the holiday, but we were going to work. Yeah. Uh, 
came came down in the morning. I was like, what's that noise? I felt the humidity as soon as I opened the bedroom door. Uh-oh. So I oh, know. Could hear it. Oh. And the hose had blown off the <sighs> off the well, the actually look to me at first it was the hose had blown off the back of the dishwasher. Yeah. Because it was leaking out from under the kitchen sink. Yeah. But the actual valve, the angle valve, oh, just cracked. Gone. Popped the whole tap off. So it wasn't just the hose, it was the tap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who builds these houses? Yeah. This house is like 18 months old. Yeah. What are they doing? Shoddy, st- shoddy stuff. That, like, literally, it had gone over. So we've got the, what, an inch and a half, maybe two inches of uh, tiled sort of framed doorway. Yeah. Uh, and it had gone over that and out of the front door. Oh. Out of the back door. Every single room, all the doors now swollen and don't close, and it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was that was great, and obviously that it was like I'm thinking, well, can't message Colin. I know their guys are part of the reason we were working yeah. is because they weren't, so we had time to crack on with their vans. Yeah. So I can't ask Colin for any help here. So I was like, Amy, you just got to stay upstairs with the girls, breakfast in bed or something, and I spent the next two hours squeegeeing water out. I don't know where it was coming from. Yeah. And then it's like mopping it and the smell. Oh. <sighs> Thanks. And then the morons. I mean, everyone, <laughs> everybody's got yeah, the floor drains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking to myself while I'm doing it, so obviously I open the drains to let it yeah. full drain of, full out. Full of cement. Thinking, well, why is this not, like, why would it not have done yeah. that? And it's and six in the morning, tired mind, yeah. panicking, thinking, yeah. oh, crap. I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's the weight of the water. Not thinking straight. Yeah. What people have obviously done, either when they've built the house or the previous tenants that were in it, they've covered the bottom of it with like, uh, well, it's it's no longer sticky, but it was double-sided tape. Uh-huh. And I assume that's to stop it, to yeah. stop the smell or yeah. backflow or whatever. Roaches, something. But yeah. obviously it yeah. stops any water drains down, <laughs> so the drains don't drain. So the drains are just... Mirrors in the floor. Nice, nice. Got to fix that. So that's yeah. I just went around and ripped them all off, and now every night before I go to bed, I just open the take the top off anyway. Yeah. Oh, you know, you spiders put, and roaches. Put, you can sort them out. You, you put that those septic pucks. I put a septic puck in mine that it smells and it gets rid of it all. And yeah, we we do a similar thing with um or you know bicarbonate of soda yeah. and vinegar and stuff. Exactly. And it's fine. It's yeah, not just a problem. Throw something it in. kills all everything. No, nothing will want to live I, in there anyway. I get the piff path stuff and I yeah, with the yeah. straw and I just spray in there because I, I've had a few times where I've had to lift up the grate to our sewage system because somehow paper and whatever yeah, gets caught. Course, yeah. And so I lift it up. Unfortunately, it doesn't smell bad, but man, it looks bad. And this, and you know, we've, we got, you know, touch wood, no roaches in my house. Yeah. But when you open the lid to that thing, they're like this big. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Holy crap. It's <laughs> like, you open it up with the piff path, and it's not going to kill them. Those things are industrial. But it's like, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I just, whenever I see that now, I spray, you know, around, if we, we still got up a day in one of our rooms, so I spray around that, just, you know, just, uh, just a little bit of a deterrent. So if it gets close, it's going to go, oh, I don't want to get near that, that junk. That's a, that's a good one, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a Canadian. It's a, it's a French thing. How do you... I, How do you I, use a bidet? I, I don't know. I you know I, why they're. In I mean, I've like, tried. I mean, never actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been dressed. <laughs> Once was a joke to try and freak Amy out. But I've tried to position myself for one of that. I don't do know how do? they do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm at a loss. 
But the Japanese are right into those, right? They got them built yeah, into the toilets. Yeah, they've got like the buttons on the yeah. seat, and it's <laughs> it like senses where everything you know, is, and gives you an enema. You and feel the water going. Yeah, up yeah. And it's like, oh god, that, that's not good. <laughs> this, this is an exit hole. <laughs> are we ready to start the show? Yeah, let's oh, do okay, it. let's do it. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is Plotaholics, and this is PowerWorks. Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. We're talking cars, fixing them, buying them. What we like, what we don't like, you know, basic stuff that everyone's interested in. Let's get going. Here it is. Here's Glenn. Oh, and by the way, we're coming to you from the lobby of the Rove Hotel downtown in Dubai. We, uh, do we have an audience today? No. No. Nobody cares, James. Thinking, <laughs> <laughs> why are those guys recording a podcast? Pretty much. <laughs> in a lobby where they have to wear the masks. I, no, I think the guy just over from me was uh, looking on the last one. I, I think I was too loud, actually, because he was giving me the, the look. <laughs> He's trying to read his book. He's trying to read Catch in the Rye. <laughs> Catch in the Rye. But it, it is funny, actually, because there is a, there is a podcast suite here, and uh, I just didn't book it in time, so it was full. Yeah, you've publicized it too much, <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to mention that on any more They podcasts. sent me the list. Of, of all the bookings. And I'm just going, wow, I got a book like a couple weeks in advance. So That's I got good. the next couple weeks booked. So cool. we're back in there. Yeah. But it, it, but we're also social distanced. We're in the lobby and we both have masks on. Yep. So that's, uh, and it sounds good. It, it, it's just a pop filter. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. <laughs> it actually probably sounds better. You know, it, it just makes it work. Can't so. hear me breathing as much. I got that. <laughs> oh, I got that. I got, got told that you can hear me breathing too much. And had I been jogging before... <laughs> Who told you that? Is this um, that was, that might have been DJ. Yeah. He'll be here on Thursday. In fact, he can yeah. do the next podcast. Oh, we'll Let's bring, see how we'll, he gets on We'll bring it. him in. <laughs> you know, I I think it, it just depends on, on how close we are to the mic. And, and that actually, you know, I I never caught that one. I mean, it's not, you know, it's obviously something, if if that is happening, if you kind of hear the, it, I'm not noticing it. So can't be the that bad. The problem is when you hear it. Yeah. There was a, I remember in the UK when I was working but there. But it might have been a real p- no, I don't think it was that bad. I just listened okay. back and I can just hear me breathe. Uh, okay. It's not on every one. Yeah. But I remember in the UK with a radio DJ, Scott Mills, oh, pointed yeah. it out on one of the UK, um, I think it was Tiny Temper or something. He yeah. got a song out and he's like pointed it out and then that was it then. <laughs> Can't well, hear think, anything apart th- from the breathing. You know, I, I think part of the challenge is you want to obviously be close to the mic, but you don't want to be too close. So it's yeah, it's getting that that length, you know, that the distance and yeah. and just figuring out how much, if, is it that big inhale? You know, that's, which is okay if you're Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm a mechanic now, so I'm supposed to do the, you know, yeah. the whole go. sucking through my teeth. Oh, that's going to cost you. <laughs> so hey, if anyone's got any, any positive feedback, it'd be nice to hear, but we like oh, the negative on, as well. On, hold on, I got positive feedback. Do oh, I like it. Uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review, leave us a comment. I, I, I got Subscribe, like, share. Joey Woo Woo sent some comments. <laughs> Here we go then. <laughs> so he, he sends the comments and they go like this. It says, so he actually sent them for all the shows. He said, uh, good doc talk I heard on the way home. Uh, I heard Glenn from the car talk show, that's PowerWorks, bro, say, I know a lot. He is wrong. I pale in comparison to his knowledge. That's, that's, that's the mechanic saying, dude, you're doing well. That's good. It's good to know that he's, uh, that he, that he's also humble. blinded by my <laughs> mumbo jumbo. <laughs> 
Great show, you guys. Break up my drive home. Uh, the We Will Fix It helps to understand all the things I need to revisit, as duct tape seems to not be a repair method they uh, approved of. Dang. Uh, then he says, well, then, uh, now, Tech, I try to absorb some helpful tips on the uh, the podcast that makes me look smart when talking to people. But, dang, no idea how to copy and paste correctly. <laughs> Yeah, we've got something for everybody. If you're ever in a pub, well, and they are open now, and you know, there's, yeah. there's no need to worry about a subject. If you've yeah. listened to all of our shows in a week, you, you can get involved with most conversations. And, and you know what? You, depending on how you're listening to this, send us your feedback. You can Definitely. do it. And, and I would say to anyone, do an audio if you want to send some audio to us, do it. You can do that right through uh, Anchor, but if you want to send it another way, by all means, just send me a link. We'll yeah, if put you're it listening in. on Anchor, just leave us a voice comment. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about the voice message on WhatsApp. They used to make me cringe, yeah. but there's no other way to do it now. I start using them more and more. I just haven't got time, and it's just so much quicker. Yeah, and I, I find that it, it adds an element to the message. So, I'll, you know, for instance, I'll spend, I, there was one yesterday, I, I, I was sending some messages to Dr. Jenna. And I don't know, clearly we were not talking about the same thing because <laughs> she writes back, so, so are we on Tuesday or not? And like, uh, what? <laughs> so th- th- I realized at that moment, I should have just sent a voice memo yeah. saying, look, yeah, I'm on Tuesday. Tuesday's great. But hey, if you're busy, don't worry because I know you got a job and we'll find another day. And if we want to Zoom, and then because she sent back, so you want to Zoom instead of meeting? And I'm going, I, I, thought, okay, I, I totally honestly think the voice note <laughs> will save the world. Yeah. And the reason for that is social media is going to destroy the world if it goes unchecked. Yeah. It yeah. already is. Yeah. You know, look around. But um, part of that is because you have 140, well, 280 characters now in it on Twitter, for okay. example. There's, you can't take, there's no ways to nuance a sentence. We, we, no. we, we require a lot more than just reading. You know, yeah. not everybody can read. Yeah. Nobody oh, understands, yeah, yeah. you know, nobody can get, you can't get context from it. I could put a tweet out. If somebody finds some of my tweets from 2010. <laughs> You know, I mean, there's no context behind it. You know, so a voice note, and I hate the mobile phone. I hate the fact that anybody can ring you at any moment. It's it's the equivalent to me of just constantly just being sat in an office with the door closed, but people just walking in on you anyway. Constantly. You know, your phone just always rings, but a voice note, you can take time, you can measure your response. Yeah, and I think it's it's going to save the world. So keep the voice notes. Get rid of get rid of social media. Just allow for voice notes on social media, and uh, I think we'll get a lot further on in progressing the world to a much happier place. I I gotta say, I want to just talk about cars for a second because I I have <laughs> <Because that. laughs> yeah. Let's get on to cars. It's the car show. We've had B days in the pre-show. You know, yeah, pre-amble. I, I think I'm just going to leave that all in. Yeah. There. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's in the premium tier. If you if you pay for the podcast, you get the B day talk, and me flooding my house. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, usually I cut all that stuff out. So, uh, <laughs> maybe this time I'll just leave it in. No, I I the reason I want to talk about cars. A, I want to go through the list of some of the vehicles that had come into your place from a collector, who yeah, you know, because it's just an incredible list. But I'm I'm also every day. I'm just seeing if I got the number of this car right. And I walk by this Infinity. Okay. Uh, Infinity, and I want to say it's a G20. So I'm looking to see if it is indeed an Infinity G20. And I think it is. And it's... it's uh, Ugly? Well, you know what? <laughs> This is the thing. It's it and it's so it's a, a two point liter coupe. I'm thinking it is 
I'm looking here. No, you know what? It's a G. F- is it a G20 or a G50? Hmm. That's a good question. It might be a G50 actually. And I think it's a G50. And it is a a coupe. And I I the first time I walked by it, I thought, yeah, it's a G50. That's exactly what it is. And the first time I walked by this orange red mm. G50, I kind of went, eh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> and the second time, same thing. Eh, I don't know if I like that. And we're at the point now where I've walked by this thing so many times, I'm kind of looking at it going, you know what? I kind of like that. They remind me of the RCF, the Lexus. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, one of the things that, I, that has caught my attention, and it's, it's the weirdest thing because why would this... Actually, I think it's a Q60 is what it is because it's a, it's a coupe. And I'm just looking at all the pictures. I'm looking at the wrong car there. I'm thinking of the wrong car if you've seen. The 2020 Q- Infiniti G60 Q-X. Coupe. Yeah, it's, uh, that's what it is. It's a G60. G60 or a QX60? Uh, no, a Q60. 2020 Infiniti Q60. Okay. Yeah, Q. Not G. Q. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> right. I was thinking the right one. Yeah. That's cool. So I'm, I'm walking by, and I've, I've come to the point where, and it's, it's this red color thing, right? And I'm looking at it, and some of the little things they've done on this car, and I haven't gotten too close because I don't know the owner, and I don't want to get beat up by the guy, right, because I'm walking by. And, and the last thing I want my dog to do is have a whiz on the tire or something because for sure the guy will come out. Yeah. But when you look at this thing, so first of all, we see a lot of Lexus, but I don't know if we see so many Infinities here. Not so, that many yet, no. And, and Increasing. This, and, and this thing, right on the hood, it's got this little dimple right in the middle where you could put a hood ornament, but it's just this little dimple that could be for aerodynamics or just because it looks cool and it's lined up with, with the grill. But I'm looking at this car and it's, it's grown on me. And all I keep thinking is, hmm, Stinger or Infinity? Not that I'm buying either, but <laughs> it's like I keep, and I've seen a few Stingers and I'm kind of going, hmm, uh, Q60, Infinity or a Stinger. But this, and this, this one that I see, it's no tinted out windows. It just looks nice. Interesting car. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing that I would, the one reservation I've always had about those infinity things is. Infin- infinity things. You just said it yeah, all. You know, the, well, that's it. You know, we don't, I think they might get them now in the UK. I remember when I first came over here, the guy that I was working for asked me if I knew anything about them because his son was about to buy one. Yeah. And he bought a. It was a G thirty seven okay. S, which was you know nice yeah, yeah. car. The engine was well powered. One thing you can say about those Nissan's engine, the Nissan engines, they are quite well powered. They sound all right as well. They're quite sporty. The Infinities are well, typically it. It, quite it, a sporty sound. It looks pretty cool, and that's what um, I'm. But I just, I'm not sure. I mean, that, let's say that that Q sixty always reminded me of the uh, the RCF. Oh yeah. Lexus, the okay. sort of IS two hundred. Yeah, yeah. Special, and I don't really. I don't know. I mean, I I just think it's three hundred horsepower. Yeah, but the V6. price you pay above what you could yeah. pay for the equivalent Nissan, I think you yeah, can get yeah. yourself something a little bit more special. I, I'm thinking maybe the twin turbo would be nice too. Well, twin turbo is always <laughs> nice. Isn't it? You know, <laughs> twin turbo, anything that is nice. I mean, I, I've not as driven as long many. as the turbo doesn't break. And that's always you know that's always mm. my concern with these things. You know, go turbocharge versus supercharge. What do you think? I prefer turbo. Oh, yeah? Why? 
the reason I prefer turbo is that the supercharger will max out very, very quickly in the RPM. Mm. So, because a lot of the Range Rovers have, uh, yeah, and supercharged. don't get me wrong, that five litre uh, supercharged engine that Jaguar Land Rover uses, yeah. an absolute rocket. It is, and it sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. They've always supercharged engines always sound good if you like that. And it sounds it sounds just good supercharge. But the boot, well, yeah, but the boost <laughs> is no. There's n- there's no increase really after about four thousand RPM typically. Mm-hmm. That varies from vehicle to vehicle. And yeah. and turbocharge usually kicks in at about four thousand. Turbocharge RPM. obviously is relying on the exhaust gas to yeah. to power the one side of the turbo to then compress the air on the other side. So the faster the engine the more exhaust gas and obviously the harder the turbo can work so you have what we call turbo lag so you know you're getting some of the old stuff like you know the old audi quattros and the old rs cosworths turbo lag's horrific but then when it kicks in (laughs) it it throws you out of the back of the car so you know it's it's modern technology in the way turbos are variable vein they have electronic waste gates they have so much more to them now than just a box with two fans and a shaft that connects them in. Um, yeah. they, they are very, very, they are very, very smart now. And, and, and engines are so, so much more efficient than they were when turbos were put on them in the, mm. you know, the cars we're talking about 30, 40 years ago. They're, they're, they're so much more efficient to the yeah. point where, you know, a little 1.4 engine will have as much torque and power as an old V8. I was talking about yeah. a, a 79 Trans Am. It was a California yeah. spec. They came out of the factory over six litres, over six and a half litres with 180 horsepower. How is that possible? Well, it's a joke. <laughs> like, how is, I mean, a lot of it was to do with the homologation. So obviously they've got uh, catalyst fitted, yeah. which in the 70s is, wow, you know, yeah, they're up but there. Still, that's shocking. You know, It's a big giant engine that's got nothing. And we can get that from a 1400cc yeah. easily now without even trying. <laughs> Put a turbo on it and, you know, they're very, very small. I just, I just prefer turbos. And... Yeah. Whilst I appreciate a supercharger wine, I much prefer a Ma- turbo. Maintenance-wise, am I better off with turbo or a supercharger, or basically are we looking at the same kind of... Similar for the engine. Okay. They're both obviously straining extra power out of the engine. So uh, I always tell anybody that uh, a charged engine versus a naturally aspirated engine would for me you should service them more regularly now that's not the case if you go and yeah. buy you go to a dealership and buy a, a naturally aspirated car and buy on the same day the same vehicle with a, a charged engine then you will get the same service interval mm. etc uh, superchargers tend to be let's let's say uh, let's not say maintenance free but they are self-contained so okay. they tend to have their own oil oh, they don't really? have as much of a, uh, as they don't have as much of an effect on the engine oil as a turbo does okay. because the turbo shares oil with the engine mm. and the turbo's spinning around at you know over a thousand yeah. times faster than you can even comprehend. So it's it's something you have to think about. Of it shortens the engine oil life. It does, but to a degree where I'm not in I'm not in a position where I could actually give an, a scientifically backed up answer on that but i just tell you now that from looking after vehicles turbocharged ones require much more oil servicing yeah, okay. than non-turbo good to know did it, i wonder if they have a, a suggestion of something that's a little bit thicker an oil that's thicker so that it gives you more viscosity or well one of the problems you've got with a turbo is it's exhaust gas going through one side so right. that's the first issue how does that play on a catalytic converter 
It's actually good for the emissions. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, okay. it's, so you got, and then things like EGR, exhaust gas recirculation, and these. Oh, kind that's of what is that? What that stands for? Because I've seen <laughs> that on I've seen that on vehicles. EGR. Yeah, I mean, when like, they first came out, okay. I, I, I can't. I wasn't. I wasn't qualified. <laughs> I learned something. But when when those when <laughs> those things first came out, you know, they were the bane of a. Yeah. mechanics existence. I had no really. idea to deal with. I've seen that on a lot of cars still. A lot of people still to this day get rid of them because they can really reduce power. Yeah. Mm, okay. And they they do create a bit of a again they, they, it's it's basically trying to reuse the exhaust gas, reburn it. Yeah. And you're getting a lot of carbon back in there, and it's it's again this is why the oil goes black. Oil goes black because of carbon. It's not mm. being burnt itself. It's yeah. it's washing away carbon from combustion so uh, Brinks trucks just arrived <laughs> with my <laughs> payment for today's show <laughs> back it up lads back it up get them to sit so, down with us here yeah um it's you know because it, it, it's interesting with some vehicles you'll see them especially newer vehicles that oil stays like like syrup mm. for a long time and then a vehicle like mine you know, three thousand kilometers in, it's getting a little darker. Your engine's well worn in. Yeah, let you me know, tell you. You know, it's, it's <laughs> three hundred and twenty-five, three hundred thirty thousand yeah. now. I can't remember yeah. the mileage yeah, last time, like but you know, it's not leaking said, any oil at the we've moment. Said which is it, very no, good. That's right. We've said it before. You know, here we've got very low oxygen concentration in the air, just in yeah. a, in an average sort of kilo of air because it's so hot, so the air's so less dense than it would yeah. be if it was cooler. So particularly in the summer, it's not great. Now, we are at sea level, so that helps a little bit. But it's still, with the temperature, it's not great. The fuel that's here isn't, um, certainly to European standards, I know mm. that to be a fact, probably isn't to American, North American standards. I, I always wonder, you know, this is the thing that you see in Europe and the thing that you see in North America is, you know, SO and BP and, you know, Exxon. I don't know what the, the companies are in the UK. But... They're always talking about all the additives they put into their fuel. You know, this has got super clean technology and, you know, you, do, you literally don't need any fuel line cleaner because it's yeah, already yeah. in the fuel. Yeah. And synthetic additives that they've put in, I mean, that's a big thing about the fuel. I never see them advertising that here. Not that, not that they don't do it. No. But I never hear about it in the fuel. One of the things that makes me sort of, I suppose you would say smile, but it's not a great <laughs> thing to smile about is you see brand new buses and brand new trucks getting picked up from showrooms or parked out there ready for pickup and they say on the back they'll say Euro three diesel. Well Euro three is the is the regulation level. Well, I think in Europe we're at about Europe seven or maybe Europe eight. Wow. When DJ arrives next week he'll know because all yeah. the VWs and Audis that he works on will have been at that level. So yeah. it's just a lot of it is just down to the region. You yeah. bring a, a particularly European vehicle here and they are detuned to cope with the Imagine. lower oxygen content in the air. And I think that's something we don't think about is is oxygen content and the impact it has on the performance of an engine. Yeah, there's not much you can... You can so, so stoichiometric ratio, 14.7 to 1. Some people have heard of it, some people won't. But 14.7 to 1, it's, it's basically air to fuel ratio. So for every kilo of fuel you need 14.7 kilos of, of well oxygen effectively yeah. now when it's cold uh, i've i've had it i had a i had a car in the uk which was tuned and in the winter months it was way quicker than in the summer <laughs> months way quicker yeah. it was tuned within an inch of its life so it was very dependent on its on its fuel and air and there's a lot more oxygen in the air when it's colder because it's denser so you yeah. can get more 
in a certain volume. So, you know, you take a, a cubic meter of air today when it's 50 degrees outside and take a cubic meter of air from the same spot in six months' time when it's a lot cooler and the oxygen content would be a lot higher. Mm. So therefore, the engine's going to burn the fuel a lot more efficiently. And what it what happens, we've, we've all barbecued, we've all yeah. had fires. The black salt and carbon deposits are there because it doesn't burn as efficiently as it perhaps could. Mm. And that's what happens in the engine. The deposits get washed around with the oil. The oil goes black. Yeah. The oil gets saturated, it starts to wear out as, you know, and its function of it as a lubricant is, is lessened every single time it's used. I find I find my vehicle runs cooler with a nice good oil change and oil at top, you know, running at full yeah. level. If the oil is down a half, you know, if I'm down half a, a liter or even if I'm down a liter, why well, maybe I've had a leak, I don't know. But when I, when I get down a liter, it, my vehicle runs a lot warmer, which then has the effect of working that oil a lot harder yeah, yeah. and and it's amazing it's a, it's a quick it's it doesn't take much for the cycle to start and it yeah. becomes very very it can spiral out of control quite quickly it does snowball yeah. you've got a situation where you know we all know oil's a lubricant most right. people appreciate we need oil for lubrication and we need water or coolant additive in water to help cool the engine oil also cools the engine it, you know, it, yeah. it has that effect. Now, it not, wasn't necessarily the desired effect, but it does have that effect. And, and engines didn't used to be water-cooled. Yeah. They were air-cooled. Some motorbikes, a lot of them well, still are. Some of the old the old VWs. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. The, the there's long-stroke engines, boy. All the cars that everybody <laughs> knows and, and famous ones were all air-cooled. And, you know, it's it's. I sometimes look at that and I think, man, noisy is anything that engine, but it just seemed to work forever. It was pretty hard to kill it. Yeah, the, the people that built that engine fantastic engineers that when they designed and built it but you know from a from a <laughs> from a marketing and business standpoint they've not made them much money because there's no repairs yeah. you buy a car and it lasts for 70 years yeah and we said this every week you know the, the, you see beetles from the 40s and 50s yeah that's put seven, the oil in it yeah, you know 70 80 years old some of them running. you see older cars than that you know yeah. people still knock around in these model t's but are we going to see the cars that are coming out left, right, and center these days, are we going to see those in that amount of time? Are they worth keeping? Yeah. Well, that's are the are they economically viable to keep? They're so tech heavy that yeah. they'll soon be out of date. And then just because, you know, the, the mobile phone that I've got here will be way out of date and already is and will be crazy out of date in 10 years' time doesn't mean that, oh, well, it just means I could fix it. Because it yeah. doesn't. I won't be able to fix it. Yeah. Just because it's out of date doesn't mean, well, anyone can fix it. You still need to be crazy super intelligent to be able to fix it so with modern cars that's that's an interesting way to will we be able to keep them on the road for 70 plus yeah. years and i don't think so yeah. well we try though we're keeping the lubricants up there and as, as soon as we do that we stand a better chance maybe yeah it's, i mean the majority <laughs> of the problems is going to be tech yeah the bolt on stuff rather well, than the actual mechanical it's it's funny that way isn't it when you know colin was talking about his car with the bluetooth he had a bluetooth issue just it's just a tech programming, you know, and and so when as soon as you get all the programming with how our fuel injecting is working, and you know tweak this in the software, and it does it a little bit better, and control so many aspects of the engine, that's frightening. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that you know it, it, with a, a Tesla, if if you had a an electric car, take the, the 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 control unit, put it onto an internal combustion engine, 
man, you could be updating that stuff. Just get on, yeah, get I mean, online. The only, the only thing I can, I find that frightening. The only thing I can, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing I can sort of, I suppose, take comfort from is the fact that in 93 for my seventh birthday, I got a Sega Mega Drive. So for North American yeah. people, that was a Genesis. Yeah. Sega Genesis. The most amazing thing I ever had. I had it was totally out of the blue. I've not even asked for it. I've not even asked for it. I think I was watching the football, I'd gone to a football game and my grandparents had seen it advertised on the on the advertising boards <laughs> yeah. around the ground and were like, Oh, that looks like something kids had like there was a crazy advert on the T V which had like a skull and crossbones, which I can remember, and it caught everyone's attention. You know, and the advert breaks for gladiators or whatever we were watching. But she'd my grandma and granddad bought it for me. It was the best thing ever. Now at its time it was expensive, I imagine, yeah. and cutting edge. Now, for a hundred dirhams, <laughs> you know, which is what we're talking twenty-five, thirty dollars. <laughs> I've gone and bought one with every single game they yeah. ever had on it, and it was in a box a third of the size of the original one. Yeah, and, solid and it's, state, and it's in a drawer somewhere, and it's done. Yeah, yeah. solid state, and it, and it's all there. It runs yeah. it as it as it would have if it was if you were plugging the old cartridges in or taking them out and to blow them to put them back in because they wouldn't load. You know, yeah. it's just exactly the same. It runs them perfectly. Yeah. So tech does get cheaper, and you know there may be that there are solutions to the problem with with. You know, we've mentioned it, Tesla. If if, yeah. if if they're so tech heavy, is that going to be economically viable to keep that car on the road in twenty years' time? Well, the tech will get cheaper. It's just whether it's worth people well, you know, continuing on that line or continue with the progression. Well, think I uh, what the the challenge I always think of, and it's going to be with any electric car. So you know, not just Tesla, but I'll just use Tesla as the example. Is I think of Microsoft. Mm. And how Microsoft comes to my mind is the number of Microsoft products, Windows products, yeah. they're no longer upgrading them. Yeah. So yeah, you're, one, you're running a Windows 7. Yeah, well, we're no longer upgrading that operating system. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we're at Windows 11 now, right? So fine. But what happens when that first-gen car you bought from whatever dealer, you know, Geely wants to get in into the yeah, electric yeah. game big time. They're yeah. hoping to be the number four worldwide. What happens when we're now 10 years in and they say, yeah, that's a great electric car, but we're no longer servicing that operating system. And if the operating system goes down, you're out of luck because you're going to have some fourth party person, you know, messing around with it to try and get it to work. But we're not officially doing it anymore. And I think that becomes the, you know, maybe that's in the plan of the auto industry anyway, because they want you to get rid of your cars every five years. Yeah, this is it. Or three years whenever, well, I think five tends to be the big, the big number Nowadays, now that now, yeah. you know, the, the warranties hit you for that. I'm thinking that's their plan. Five years, get rid of it. The cynic in me is <laughs> very much, that's the way they want it to be, you know. Which is like, why I want to drive mine till it dies. You know, if I can get, I'm I, right now my goal is 400,000 Ks on the clock, but well, I'm thinking. That's easy. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We're already, I don't get it. It's a cup of coffee now, right? <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> You can do that, no problem. But, but you know what the other the other big challenge becomes, and this is what I ran into with mine. But take any vehicle, is some of the plastic parts, and yeah. there's a lot of plastic. There's a lot of polymers. There's a lot of things that aren't solid. And I've had in the last you know in the last week in the last in the last month I've had two window supports yeah. go. I've had I had that connector go that was in the underneath the fuse, fuse box. box yeah. Again, that's steel and plastic, but as you said, heat. And this this is something that, you know, I'm looking at the rubbers around things, and I'm just thinking in the long term, these are parts to our vehicles that fail. And again, yeah. how easy it is going to be to replace them. Well, you know, 
if it's worth it, there'll be people doing it. Yeah. I think a Wrangler's probably in that. It's probably in the Beetle category, isn't it? Right. Yeah. For I think me. So. I mean, it's it's quite an iconic car. Yeah. They all look the same. So I could get you any part for a 1974 <laughs> Beetle. Anything. Right. I mean, anything you wanted. No problem whatsoever. I mean, don't forget that they made them in Mexico till 2003. Yeah. Now they're on water-cooled engines and they had ACs and blah, blah, blah. But they made them. Yeah. And, and Someone's making the parts there Heritage still. parts companies are still selling them. I can, you know, I've yeah. rebuilt, uh, in the U.S. they called them a, a thing. And in, yeah, yeah. <coughs> in, in the it's U.K. Like we called them a trekker. But I've, okay. I've rebuilt one of those while I've been here. You get every single part out of the U.K., <laughs> everything. I love, I love the thing. I'd, I'd own one of those in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's a beetle with a square body. But yeah. uh, <laughs> effectively, but I can get every part of it, every really? single part for it. Wow. Because they're worth it to people. Yeah. They're worth keeping. Now, you know, the first the first generation of any sort of successful or, let's say, industry-changing vehicle is always going to be the case. Yeah. You know, the Volkswagen Beetle, the Porsche 911, uh, the, the Jeep Wrangler. You know, they're, they're iconic to, for so many reasons. There's, there's the military connection with the Jeep, and then there's, you know, same with Land Rover. There's the military connection, which will always keep it quite a patriotic thing uh, for some people. And there's the fact that there's not many other cars that look like them. Yeah. So that's the case. And I'm sure there will be first-gen Teslas of all the models that are kept and that will be quite well looked after and desired and cared for. My only thing is, like you just mentioned, the G60 or Q60, whatever it was. What's the point? It's very generic. It's not, it's not an earth-shattering design. It's not, it's nothing <laughs> crazy out there. You know, yeah, it, you yeah. know, it attracts your attention, but will it age well? Yeah, that's you know, a good that, question. You know, to the point where, is it going to be something people want to look after? You know, they did the whole eco-friendly, or eco-friendly is a bit of a misnomer, but the the, the silly small-engine Mustang that they used to do. Does anybody really want one of those? <laughs> I like the look of it, though. Yeah, but anybody, thing? you know, does anybody really want one of <laughs> no, those? I mean, no, or are you no. going to go for a... Well, you got, it's got to have the five liter in it. You're going to go for a 67, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, no one wants a square. That's the, you know, that's the K-car era of Chrysler. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. It wasn't a great time. <laughs> no. It wasn't a great time. I mean, I can think, you know, VW was my thing. I can think of the, like the... The awful things that came out of there everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a great time anywhere, really. The seventies and eighties, they didn't yeah. really make amazing no. cars. No. Like that was know. that was the that was the first failing of the auto industry. It's trying to make things all, you know, efficient yeah. and you know, fuel prices and and stuff. Yeah. That was the first first time around. Yeah, yeah. I, I, look, I think there'll be a lot of stuff that people will cherish and treasure. The only thing is whether the industry supports them and keeps the parts yeah. supply there, because, like I say. Get you anything? I could probably. I'm pretty sure for the original Jeeps, you can get anything for them as well. Now I've never had to do a resto on one of those, but I'm pretty sure I could get anything I needed for one. In fact, I'd bet money on it. My, I haven't my, got any, <laughs> so you know, and 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 I can do anything. Yeah, but not not all cars. If someone comes to me and they've got an old, well, you had troubles with that MG. That's not even an old car. Yeah, well, it's an MG. <laughs> and it's it's not even an MG MG. It's it's a SAIC MG, yeah. and it's you know it's funny because made to a price. North America. When I think of an MG, I think of the MG Midget. Yeah, yeah that little convertible that didn't actually have a, a roof. 
Yeah. So if it rained, you were getting... Well, I guess they did have roofs, but a lot of people took them off and just had and that. they wouldn't fit back on. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I remember seeing some that had the roof and then some that clearly didn't have a roof. MGA, MGB, MGC, MG yeah. Midget. And yeah. so when I Austin think of MGs... Healy's, yeah. All the same thing, That's really. all I think of when I think of MG. So then when I come here and they start making cars, I'm going... <laughs> MG makes other well, this, things. You know, this is the other thing, right? <laughs> this is the other thing about that is, um, so we had an Austin Healey, we had a, uh, we had a, fro- it, they cut a Sprite, the one with, they call it a frog eye. They got the frog okay, eyes on the yeah. front, really little thing. I think that's probably based on the MG. I don't know. I don't even really care. But we had one here. I had one in and, and Ben, who was working with me, it was his customer's car. It's not really my thing, but I appreciate for what it is. Yeah. But it's not really my thing. I mean, I don't see the point. I'd much rather have a Beetle, the same era. It's just such a, yeah. a much more practical use of my money. But it's a subjective nice thing. Nice steering wheel on those old Beetles, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Nice yeah, big yeah. bus. They'll impale you on one of them. Oh. Yeah. Way to take go. That. That's a good way to take go. The, that, uh, if you're going to go, <laughs> take that any day. Because you just, yeah. you know, and no power steering on those things. So that's yeah. Armstrong. You could really get, it needed a big steering wheel because you really had to oh, refit yeah. over. But you were actually driving the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were actually connected to the yeah. movement of the car. You didn't yeah. need a gym yeah. workout. You got to work out just from that view. And and if you had to push it to start it, even better. No, exactly. exactly. Pray it's not uphill. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, this Sprite was sort of, you know, talking to Ben and, like I say, not my thing, but appreciating it and, and doing some research on it and stuff so I could have a chat with the owner of the car. Yeah. You know, it's ultimately his pride and joy. Right. Uh, it was in really good condition. We did a little bit to it. That car was built to be the swinging 60s sports car for the average. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say this for the average man. Yeah. It was the 60s. I can't, yeah, I'm not going to be responsible yeah. for those guys. I wasn't even a twinkle then, but it was the 60s and it was a sports car for the average working man. Who wanted to have fun in a car? Yeah, these things, I mean, people in the 60s, three foot tall. <laughs> I didn't get in the thing. Uh, medieval times, like, not 60s. So, anyway, it's tiny, but it, it and at the time, it was a fun, sporty little yeah. car that was quite well capable. It's got great suspension on it. Mm. Streets ahead of some of the American stuff we see now. It was really, really, really good, but unnecessarily complicated ah. and didn't really last. And obviously, they, they had these problems with. with internal politics and unions and all the nonsense you get in the UK motor yeah. industry in that in that era and it, and it and it went nowhere but the problem was uh, sorry the, the the what I like about it was it was designed for a purpose and that's had, the key it, it had two seats yeah bit of space in the back go and have fun on the weekend yeah put take it pic- down the coastal road put your picnic in and go, go overnight and, 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 and do what you want with it now so it, we, the MG what, what what are they now? What do you want that for? MG. Well, I can I and and what will happen? With, I can tell you this: if if you've got money in your pocket to buy a car, and you think I just want the best value I can, you probably because we talked about the M Grand that we yeah, uh, yeah. worked on the other week. Very well equipped. Nothing you can really say wrong about them. They don't inspire anything in you. But you know, you go in the showroom, you're going to buy the biggest one. But you, because you, there's so much yeah difference in size, and therefore perceived practicality and value for money that you just they're, they're so cheap you just go yeah. for the big one but there's absolutely no need for it but none of them do it there's not a sporty yeah. one there yeah. isn't one where you could think well i'll tell you what i'm going to get the big bus for the family and then there's a little sporty one and me and the wife or whatever it, yeah. you, whatever you are can use it at the weekend well that's it they got it they got to come up with a, a something like that and who diatsu did this for a while 
They had, you know, the full range of Dihatsus and, you know, Dihatsu, people looking at that, they're going, although Emirati population loved it. I owned a Dihatsu Syrian. Yeah, the Syrian, yeah. And that was a great car. I got to say that I I can't remember why I got rid of it, actually. (laughs) I I, I truly, you know, we had two vehicles. Why did I decide to get rid of that? It was, and I'd owned it for four years, never did the brakes. (laughs) No, here's the thing. Was it a manual? Uh, was it manual? That's a cracking effort if it's an auto. No, it, it was auto. Oh, man. Four years. Four years. And I, the thing was, so I was dealing with AAA. Right, okay. So I would always take it in for the service at AAA once it, you know, beat the, the service with with, uh, with Dihatsu. And that, I guess that was with, I don't know where I was I getting that service. That is now, I, right. I think it was, I was getting it serviced at Alpha Team anyway. Okay. But I would take it, after I cleared out through that, I would take it into to AAA and I'd purposely say to the guys, you're doing the auction, check the brakes for me, would you? And the guy come back and says, no, you still got life on those brakes. I'm going, but it's four years. He goes, I don't know how you drive this thing. but And all I kept thinking was these brakes, these brakes were perfectly powered for this 1.3 liter vehicle. You know, I wasn't riding the brakes because you didn't need to. And it just worked. Yeah. But I, for those like me, I can't remember why we got rid of that car. I, I don't know if... I don't know if something was starting. You know, I, I think there was, we were starting to have an issue. So it was going into year five and the, and, and you would turn and you start to hear a knock. So ball joints or something was going and And that's when we saw the yellow Jeep and sort of yeah, went, yeah. sort of went, mm, mm, yeah. run around. This thing's going to start to cost us. Why don't we just get the yellow Jeep and, and be done with it? And, you know, it's parked you know, outside today. It's parked outside. Yeah. And, and, you know, to this day, you know, to, that's a 2009 year model Jeep. Get a smile on my face every day when I see that. Yeah. Thing. Well, this is my point. And that was the thing. Dihatsu, there was no smile. Yeah. It, it was, but it was nice. People confused it. They used to think, are you driving a, a Mini? Because of the, the way the headlights were from a distance, they think it's a Mini. It's like, yeah, you wish. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that, this, is, this is the craziest thing. I remember I bought that, that Dihatsu brand new, and it was you know, some ridiculously low price. I, we, we, we drove it off the lot. That was the first time I ever drove one. Someone said, you want to take it for test drive? No. Nope. <laughs> so, so but, but don't you want to know what it drives like? I said, I just need the cheapest car. Yeah, yeah I'm in here with, with this amount of money. I'm guessing it's going to drive pretty much how I expect it to for what I'm paying. Yeah. It's like the first time I get into it, we're driving and we you know, got, it, got it this time of year and we're driving at night and I'm trying to figure out how does the air, you know, the, 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 the defogger work. And I'm thinking, man, I should have paid more attention to this. Maybe this isn't a really good defogger on this car. <laughs> on, where's the AC? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. It, it did have AC, thank goodness. But, but yeah. one of the selling points for me at that point was I'm in there, you know, doing the deal and it's only Emirati's buying them. So I'm kind of going, if it's good enough for the Emirati, it's good enough for me. Yeah, when and that was and that was that was the thing. It was all Emirati's buying them for their you know for their kids and runarounds because they they were. Well, you fast. know, I, when you, whenever you go to, I've got a couple of friends in the Ministry of Education here, and I, I pick the cars up for them while they're in school and take them back before they finish at the end of the day. And one of them works in a Emirati school quite often. He's a floater and he he, he designs a curriculum that's delivered yeah. in English for the Emirati population. But the school that he worked in was out way 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 out. In Russell Cayman, sort of between Russell Cayman and Fajera, really. Yeah. And um, when I was living out in Russell Cayman, I went out there and picked his car up for him and yeah. did the job and took it back. Every single <laughs> car, and I'm talking 50 plus yeah. that the students are in. Some of these students, I'm not making any comment, but they looked about 12. Yeah. The, the, every single car on that lot was a RAV4. There we go. Everyone. Everyone's driving around. And you know for a fact that when they get home <laughs> and park it up on the drive, their parents have a Land Cruiser. Yeah. So this is my point, right? Yeah. The, the Land Cruiser is designed for what it is. 
Yeah, I don't particularly say I'm a fan of a Land Cruiser, but it's who yeah. can deny what it does here in this in this country, particularly this region. They've got the Land Cruiser, they've got the Rav Four. Yeah. It's kind of entry level to the family. It's, yeah. it's four by four, very very capable. Kids will be fine and safe in it, and if they're not going to get stuck in the sand when they invariably will start messing around with the mates. Yeah, so that's Imagine. fine. But what do you do with <laughs> an MG? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not particularly, you know, I'm a British person whose favourite car is made by a German uh, manufacturer, so I'm yeah. not particularly saying I'm patriotic <laughs> about the motor industry from the UK. But it is sad. Yeah, it is sad to see that the the MG now. Uh, how it happened, I've got no idea. Money, money. You know, it's a great investment. The, the, it's hard to run an automobile business. And well, yeah, hard I mean, we had the same thing with TVR. I mean, nobody's yeah. going to... T- you, you cannot say anything about the design of a TVR. They were designed to be mental, as yeah. mental as they could be, and they were built in Blackpool. And, you know, great example of having a vision and sticking to it. Yeah. No committee involved. That's how I want my car. But it, you know, it ended up dying, and then it was owned by the Russians for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know who's done it. Some bloke in a shed again in Blackpool. He's <laughs> <laughs> producing a car every six years. I don't know yeah. what's happening with him now. But it's just crazy to think, and with the whole situation with you know coronavirus now, and yeah. North America waking up, and Europe waking up to the fact that hang on a minute, we're locked down. We've got no international trade. Yeah. Because of it. But all of our medical equipment and drugs are made in China and India. Yeah. So Why have we allowed that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. To save money. Well, what's yeah. it saved us now? Yeah. There's 160,000 people died. Not that the drugs would have done anything. No, no. But there's 160,000 people died, and it's like all of a sudden North America realized. And I think well, that was, UK that was need to do the same thing. That was one of the things with PPE, you know, personal yeah. protective equipment. Yeah, what's this all about? So suddenly... They, they realize, hold on, we need N95 masks. It's like, well, why aren't we making these at home? Like, why doesn't every country have a plant making those for that? Well, because it was cheaper to centralize and build them and put them together in, in another country and just import them. Well, yeah, well, that, that suddenly that became a reality that, well, that doesn't work. Yeah, cars are a weird thing because they are very, people get attached to cars. Yeah. You know, people name their cars and they, yeah, I, 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 he I, I, and she and this and yeah. all that. And, it, and it's crazy to... to People get so attached to them. Yeah. You know, like sports teams, people have a favourite sports team. They get very attached to it. And, and, and using America as an example again, you know, if you live in Pittsburgh, you, the, the hockey team, the baseball team, the football team, that's your team. You don't yeah. follow the one from some other town or city hey, or By the state. way, with, with Philadelphia, are you following Gritty? The Philadelphia Flyers mascot? No. Oh, you do. You on Instagram? Follow Gritty. I'll have a look. He's I'll so apparently he got dug up from underneath <laughs> one of the stadiums when they were building it or rebuilding oh, nice. it. Yeah, and and he's he's gritty. He's like scary it. looking, but he's also crass. I'll have a, <laughs> I'll have a look from a time where there was no PC. Yeah, the, he's no, definitely no, not PC. No in, PC. In fact, in fact, my my favorite one that I've seen recently, and he's he's just off his rocker. This Gritty is he's walking down the sidewalk, and there's one of these robotic lawnmowers doing the job and he walks past it and he's pointing out to it that you missed a spot and then the thing just keeps going so he kind of gives it the finger but not <laughs> that of. finger he kind of just you know bump, pumps out his stomach at it and keeps walking away it's just like yeah i'll have a look at this guy <laughs> sounds like my kind of guy yeah i know he's and and you know kids adults women doesn't really matter he's men doesn't matter he's equally disdainful to all of them that's uh, it then let's yeah. get on it yeah gritty but you look know i think <laughs> I think the, you know, the point I was trying to make was if, if after all this, people yeah. realize 
why can't you just support yeah local business yeah you know look and 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 America still produce cars Absolutely. I mean America produce cars for the European manufacturers because yeah. for whatever reason it's cheaper but obviously they want to then also be able to sell them in America and America yeah. make sure that you've made a certain amount before yeah. you can sell them which is a great fair enough okay yeah. not necessarily free market but whatever uh why can't people just make cars? Yeah. And and if a company like Jaguar Land Rover, which is obviously owned by Tata or Tata, whatever you say, yeah. the steel magnate, then I still I scratch my head at that one again. Crazy. Exactly. I mean, you know, you look at. I mean, the cars still look good, so they're and they're still working well. Yeah, so they do, but they, you know, that it's I the just feel though. like they should just stick to what they do best yeah. and say, right, you know, you want a bus for the family? There's the Range Rover. Yeah. You you know you want something a bit bit less fancy a bit lower price and there's the Land Rover and then yeah. there's the Jag for the weekend sort of thing and yeah. not, not to say I would buy one it isn't and I probably well I know I wouldn't because yeah. I've worked on enough of them to know why I wouldn't <laughs> but the thing is there's none of that now yeah I, the, the, what 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 manufacture I mean you getting a Ford yeah Volvo Land Rover Mazda yeah. they're all the same yeah I, in fact, I saw I saw a CX three a couple of days ago, and this is the one that looks like a, 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 it's like a little SUV kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And I'm looking at this thing as it's driving in front of me, and I had to take a second look because for a second, I thought it was a a Range Rover, like a mini underneath the Discovery, like a model yeah, yeah. below that, because it's kind of the same shape. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized, oh no, that's just a Mazda. The Discovery and the Ford Explorer. Yeah. to me are the same car yeah. they look the same I don't get it yeah. I honestly don't get it now obviously you get different engine options and different interiors and stuff sure come on get a grip just stick to what you're good at and, and, and don't be it's obviously the economy they need an instant return on, on the yeah. R&D for that model and if they don't yeah. make X amount of profit on it they'll just scrap it and just, yeah. we've seen models die and well speak of R&D Mitsubishi I'm, I'm, I was just informed by Colin yeah, dead. The Pajero's dead. Let's dead. all celebrate. I mean, that that's added about five hundred <laughs> years to the to the existence of humankind on this planet. Seriously, what's the man going to do? This is his. This is his love. Oh no, that means his his, his price is going to go up. <laughs> Less of them left, right? Look how much it costs to buy a Defender now. Oh, the God. old Defender. Look how much they go I for saw, now. I saw the new Defender. I saw one sitting out front of Altair. So I, I saw one on a on on a, a tow truck and you know obviously getting delivered and it was like it was a brownish color it was like yeah it's nice and I saw a white one and I just took one look at it and I went only a specific person's going to like that vehicle because mm. it, it looked to me looks like something out of Logan's Run or, I know yeah and I I said I wouldn't drive that thing like I've got no will to drive I mean it's space age looking but it didn't do it for me interesting thing uh, it's not the same Logan's Run's different but. Uh with what's going on now, Mad Max took place in 2021, yeah, didn't it? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you if anyone's got any old, uh, I mean, my, I think I'm going to go for a transporter van. I'm going to go for a transporter van. Yeah, steel side plates on it. Sounds cool. Get rid of the glass. There we go. So, uh, yeah, I, we got our next uh, crew coming yeah. in here. I think we got to. We gotta, gotta, wrap it gotta wrap it up. Yeah, yeah we're getting forced out by Dr. Jenna. <laughs> but we we do <laughs> have to listen bring, to the doctor. We, do but we do have to bring says. back this topic, this whole Mitsubishi thing, because I'm I'm we'll, we'll talk I'm about so that next week. I'm gone. But, so glad to see but him. But those gone. things last. They live. They survive. They keep running. It's like, do you know something? There's a bit of a. They've got a very very good reputation, and I'm not going to say it's not worthy. They are worthy of that reputation, but, but there's there's 
There are a list of things that do go wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, but at least you know what it is. At least you know what it is. But the problem you've got is the customer's owned the car for 25,000 miles and had never a problem with it. <laughs> Forgotten to service it because it's been so reliable they've never yeah. thought to go to the garage. They don't have service lights on all of them, so they never get serviced. And then right. you do the service on them and all of a sudden the engine collapses and fails on itself or... <laughs> <laughs> or you've got to give them a report for suspension, which all fails at the same time of for course. ten grand. Yeah, and the engines are shocking; they're so <laughs> underpowered. They spit pure. They take fuel. They yeah. take fuel, which would be all right. I and mean, then you shouldn't tip fuel out on down the drain and out yeah. into the yeah. atmosphere. But what comes out of the back is a thousand times worse than it. You've got no power in that exchange that you've given, and they are a massive contributor to the planet. In fact, to me. Getting rid of the Pajero is like getting rid of nuclear weapons. <laughs> and you drive one. The wife drives one. There we go. On that note, we, we'll pick this podcast up again. And uh, as always, a lot of fun. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automotive. We're coming to you from the lobby of the Rove Hotel downtown in Dubai. You want to get in touch with us? Really simple. Potholics with a K at gmail.com www.podaholics.com and of course all the socials that big K on Podaholics and you can talk to us I don't know how you're listening to us but we know that you are so please rate us give us a comment we want to hear from you and of course if you're listening to us on Anchor send us a voice message you've been listening to Podaholics and the Powerworks show talk to you again soon <laughs>